Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osier. All right, welcome into this week's Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar, and uh, this week's guest I'm looking forward to. Uh, we talked to him last year around this time, similar format. A lot has happened, uh, major changes in the organization. Jaguars General Manager Trent Balky, I appreciate you doing this very much, Trent. Thanks for having me, John. So I've got to ask, I love asking GMs this question uh, when I get a chance. You walk out there after the draft, you've had your off season. you've seen what you wanted to do, and then you walk out for the first day OTAs. And it's a chance to see them in action. What's that feeling like as a GM? Well, you hope it's a good feeling. You, right. you hope that when you get out there, they, they look how you felt they were going to look. And, you know, this is a good group. It's a really good group of guys, a high-character group. Uh, they get along well. They've, they've meshed really quickly together. Uh, it's, a, it's a very smart group. they got an excellent football IQ. So that's been fun to watch thus far. I've, uh, I've always heard from scouts and GMs, and I'm going to assume this didn't happen this year, but what you don't want early on from a rookie in many camp is to walk out the field going, uh-oh, about a guy. Oh, I've <laughs> had that feeling before. No, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a unique feeling, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first chance to really see them out there uh, and, and how they stack up with, with the guys that have already been here. So, you know, there's always a little angst when, when uh, they're, they're arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, this is, a, this is a group that when they showed up from day one, they came to work. And, uh, you know, we have a team right now that's really putting in a, heart, a, lot, of, a lot of good quality time. And again, uh, we got a lot of work to do, but it's fun to watch them go to work every day because they enjoy doing it. GMs are always asked so much about the draft because that's sort of what people talk about in the offseason. I'd love to know your assessment of the veterans who came back this year uh, with a fresh start with Doug. What have you seen from that group in terms of uh, their dedication, their commitment, uh, the restart, all of that package? What have you seen from that? Well, a lot of good things. You know, this was a group that became very tight through the course of last year, and it it showed up in the final game. Obviously, the way they went out and played, and they stayed together through through a lot of a lot of off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, when you look at how they approached last season and how they went about it day to day, and to come back into a new setting and to continue to work hard. Uh, the one thing I think we do sense out there is a little more sense of urgency, and, and that's because there's more competition. Mm-hmm. More competition uh, breeds urgency, and that's where we're at right now. Um, you've talked a little bit. I don't think we've gotten to know you as much of your background over the last couple of years as, as we probably should have. Um, your biggest football influence, I've heard you talk about Parcells a lot. Is that fair? Is there another influence there or uh, I'd love to get to know a little bit of you, about your background on that front and, uh, and uh, Bill Parcells. Well, I mean, I've been very fortunate to, to work with some of the best football minds in, in the business. And, you know, from Coach Belichick, Coach Parcells, Coach Schottenheimer, you know, Coach Spurrier, Coach Gibbs. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. fortunate to be around a lot of very good football coaches and, and personnel guys. When I broke into the league, Mr. Haley, uh, with the New York Jets, you know, one of the finest men and one of the finest, right. you know, personnel evaluators, you know, the league's probably ever seen. 
you know, so when you when you get a chance to be around people like that, you try to absorb as much as you can. Certainly, don't put myself in those that category, but uh, again, just blessed to work with guys like that that uh, continue to help me. I talk to Coach Parcells probably you know once a month at mm-hmm. least, and uh, just banner back and forth and try to pick his brain. Uh, he's probably forgotten more football than I'll ever know. So, you know, when you have a resource like that, you use them. That's an unbelievable list, uh, Gibbs, Parcells, uh, uh, Belichick. Um, it's probably not a fair question because there's so much you learn from all of them. But is there a thread that you think of um, that runs through all that in terms of what it takes to be great in this business? Yeah, I, I mean, there's some core things that they all believed in. Uh, you know, it's a big man's game is mm-hmm. one theme that uh, rang true for, for the people I'm talking about. You know, fo- football intelligence is extremely important. Uh, grit, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, and that where does that come from? You know, some people say the mind. I say it comes from the soul. But, you know, guys, you want guys that uh, can overcome adversity, you want guys that are, are comfortable being uncomfortable. And when you get that and you get a locker room full of those kind of guys, you got a pretty good chance to go out on Sunday and play winning football. I grew up a huge uh, Washington football team fan. So at some point you've got to tell me some Gibbs Parcells stories because that was my drug when I was a kid. So <laughs> that's fantastic stuff. Um, is there a Trent Balky player, meaning is there is something you look for that uh, defines what you like in a guy? Well, I think I just, you know, guys same that have, stuff, gr- yeah. yeah, the same stuff. The guys that with great work ethics, uh, guys that love the game of football, that play it for the right reasons, play it for uh, not for what it brings to them, but just the love of the game. You know, guys like Frank Gore, Justin Smith, uh, you know, Pat Willis, you know, I could go on and on. Sure. I don't want to leave anybody out. Guys that, just they love the game, and that's what you're looking for, guys that, that love it, that's, uh, that want to be very good at it, very successful at it, and you know, winning's extremely important to them. Do you find yourself spending more time during the draft trying to get to the bottom of that than you do the physical stuff? Because you can see the physical stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the physical, the, the film doesn't lie. You know, it shouldn't take you 100 hours to watch a player to right. figure out whether he can do it physically. What you're trying to do is connect all the dots on the psychological profiling that you do, uh, you, you know, all the background work that you do, digging into these guys, all the conversations you have along right. the way. You're, you're just trying to align, you know, make sure the stars align, connect the dots as you will. And if if they, they align, chances are you're going to get what, what you think you're going to get. When right. they don't, you know, you're, you, sometimes you've got to take a shot. Tell me about the process. Um, obviously, you and Doug, it's well documented that the relationship is going well. Uh, when you're trying to get to know a coach early in the off season, and mainly trying to get your scouts and your personnel people to understand what that coaching staff wants, what does that process entail? Are there meetings? Are there questions you want to ask? How do you get you know, an entire staff of people on one sense knowing what uh, matters to these guys? Well, I think you you work together, you collaborate. You have sessions where the coaches, 
you know, are, are letting you know what they're looking for. You watch film with them so they can point things out like, like we did in free agency, like we did in the draft. You get together and, you know, uh, as, as evaluators, we can't get caught up in, in the X's and O's. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're, we're caught up in the Jimmy's and Joe's, if you will. And that's something you, know, you say a lot. You bring a player in and then it's up to the coach to use them, right? Yeah, you know, one phrase I you know I take from Coach Parcells all the time is you can't coach the team. You know, right. when you're a when you're a GM or you're an evaluator, it's not your job. It's not your role. Let let the coaches coach and find players that fit what they want to do from a schematic standpoint. You know, and and trust that once you give them a player that can do certain things, they're going to ask that that player does those mm. things and keep them away from things that he maybe doesn't do well. You know, and that's, I mean, again, it's just the collaborative effort that you go through to make sure you're getting the right players that fit your, your, your organization from a cultural standpoint and a physical standpoint. I guess we're f- almost four months into Doug being here. Um, what's your biggest takeaway in terms of what he brings, what do you like about his approach? There's a lot to sure. like. I mean, he's an he's a excellent football coach. Uh, he's put together an excellent coaching staff. Uh, he knows exactly how he wants things run, and uh, you know the he's a he's a player's coach, but he's also he's also a stickler. He wants it done a certain way. So he's just got a great demeanor about him. Uh, the players have taken to it well, and uh, you know again. Uh, you know the, the the collaborative nature that of mm-hmm. how we work is has been has been really good. And that's something you say over and over again. I was laughing during the draft because at one point you've been asked four or five different times, and you finally said, "Look, this is not Trent Balky's draft. This <laughs> is the team draft, and that's a big deal to you, right?" Yeah, I, I think you know it always gets overblown. Who makes the final decision? Well, if you're working together and you're building a winning, you know, a winner. Yeah, you you have to work together. Right. You have to make decisions together. You have to see things and have a vision for what it, what you want it to look like. And you know, Doug and I share that. You know, are we always going to agree on on every decision? No, I don't think that's healthy either. Sure. But uh, when we when we don't, we figure it out. And uh, there's been very few times where we haven't agreed on something. You know, and I I, I just really enjoy the work and relationship that we share. When you guys. Uh, I'm sure this is a process. There's not a specific moment. But you come out of your meetings when you first start talking. Uh, what was the biggest thing you thought you had to accomplish in the offseason? I know there was a lot, but position group, speed, something like that that you really wanted to get better before June. Well, we had, we had to improve the roster in every aspect mm-hmm. in terms of competitiveness, you know, uh, you can never have enough competition right. in those rooms. So we had to make we had to take a look at each room and figure out a way to make each room stronger. And I think if you look through the, what we did in free agency, you look through mm-hmm. what we did in the draft, and you combine combine that, especially with college free agency, we're, we're a deeper team. We're a more competitive team. Now, what's that going to How's that going to translate on the field to wins and losses? You know, that's anyone's guess. But, you know, our whole goal was to make this team stronger and more competitive in every room, and I think we accomplished that. It's it, it's an obvious question, but I haven't heard you talk about it specifically in a while. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, obviously the key to everything. 
tell me what you've seen from his progress, his growth, and where do you think he stands right now? He's just more confident. You know, he's carrying himself with more confidence. He's he's delivering the ball uh, quicker. Uh, he's continuing to do that. I've I've seen that through the course of the the off season, getting the ball out of his hands, being more decisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot there's a lot of growth that has to continue to take place for him, just like there is for a lot of these young guys. We're a young football team. And you know we've got a we've got some older veteran guys that uh, that have stepped up in the leadership roles, but this is still a young football team. So there's a lot of growth that has to take place both in the locker room and on the field, and I think you're going to see that with with every outing. How how impressive! And a lot's been made of it, but his ability to handle last year, you know, a lot of losses, a lot of tough situations, and it was notable how much poise and maturity he showed um as a gm how important is that to you to have that kind of guy in that position oh i was it's critical you know he's he's mature beyond his years you know he's a he's an old soul he's a he's he's a leader you know and he, he does it in his own way like any any good leader does he's got his own style but the maturity he showed last year was was very impressive, and he's continued to build on that as we work through this off season. How, uh, as a second year, you, you always hear second year is a time for a jump. In terms of the entire class, the entire 2021 class, how critical is that class? How do you feel about that class going into their second year? Feel really good, you know. Right now, with what we're seeing on the field, I think we've, we're we're seeing the maturation of that that class before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. I think it's been nice to see Travis out there. Uh, he's shown uh, some really good things early on in camp, and it's early. Uh, you know, the the DBs Tyson and and Cisco, both of those guys are, you know, uh, way ahead of where they right. were last year when when we ended. You know, and Jay Tefele, you know, Jordan Smith, guys like that are, are competing and, and they've taken an, another jump. You know, so it's going to be interest, interesting to watch these guys as they go through this season. And, you know, if they can continue to build off where they're currently at, I think the, the future's bright for all those guys. I always – I love asking general managers this, and I would meant to ask you earlier. When you see a draft grade, what is your first thought? A, B, C, whatever. Uh, the absurdity no, of it, I guess. Nobody cares what, I'm what I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's impossible to grade a draft class. Uh, it really is. You, um, you know, because if you go back and you look at those grades mm-hmm. two years, three years later, you know, 60%, 70% of them are sure. dead wrong. You know, let's let these guys get out there and play ball, and then right. let's grade. You know, the performance as, as we as their careers unfold. It's not fair to grade them now, and, and uh, you know, so I, I I don't put much stock in anything that's that's printed. You know, the day after a draft or a week after the draft, it means nothing to me. I've always told people when I was with the newspaper, my editors made me grade the draft for like all thirty-two teams, and after doing it once. I put it down. And I called my editors. I said, "That's the most ridiculous process I've ever seen in my life." Because I don't know, you know, you're grading them based on what, you know, people like you have seen them far more than I. You're trying to figure out all teams' needs, so it's always been one of the most absurd things about the NFL to me. And I, I, I can only imagine what the people actually involved in the process think of them. So, 
That's just my little thought. Well, so. I don't know many people that, that even pay any attention to them, to be right. honest with you. If you're in this business, you've learned Probably a long time ago not to. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's for the fans, I guess. As you go into this, uh, again, probably not a fair question, but how much better do you feel about this roster now than you did in March or March 7th, for example? Again, we, we feel better, you know, and uh, really like the group that's running around on that field right now. We've, we've got almost full participation. You know, we're sitting at 91 on the roster with the international edition. So, uh, you know, on any given day, we'll have 90, 91 guys out there running around usually. Uh, so it's fun to watch them. You know, I don't put any, you know, let's let these guys go out and practice and develop and come together and, and let's throw roll out the ball in, in late July, early August, and let's see where we're at. Gotcha. Last thing we like to do here, I, I call it the Ozone 5. The Ozone 5. It's five fun questions, a chance for fans to get to know Trent Balky a little bit. Are you game? Yeah, okay. throw, them right. at, throw them at me. I don't know if I'm game or not. Your last binge watch, if a GM has time for a binge watch. Yellowstone. How was it? Excellent. Fantastic. I love the show. Your favorite musical artist? I don't listen to a lot of music, so it's usually country western, so I'd say Tim McGraw, someone like that. Gotcha. Your, your best, and for me, it's tragic, this answer, but I'll ask you, your best on-field athletic memory? As an athlete, with me playing, with you play, uh, probably my freshman year in college when we had the longest losing streak in Division Two football at Bemidji State, and uh, it was a fourth down play to a, on a crossing route by a tight end, and I made the tackle at the at the one yard line, and we won the football game. Probably the, that's fantastic stuff. Yeah. That's a, now I got asked. I happen to know uh, your school huge hockey power. Are you a hockey fan? Is that something you follow? Yeah. A big hockey fan. Love love hockey. Uh, one of my closest friends is Doug Wilson, who uh, was with the San Jose Sharks for a long time as the general manager, former player there, former player with the Blackhawks. Uh, spent a lot of time up in his suite watching games with him during during the hockey season. Now, was that, that was my next question. Your best or favorite sport other than football? Is it hockey? I'd say hockey, yes. Gotcha. If not football, what would you have done if uh, this wasn't your path? I'm probably a high school principal or a high school athletic director. You know, I, I'm in the, in the teaching. Uh, my, my, my wife's a teacher. My, uh, her father was a teacher. My daughter's a teacher. Uh, so definitely uh, into the education. Fantastic. Trent Balke, I appreciate you playing along. I appreciate the time. I know in what is a busy time of year not as busy as a draft but a busy time i appreciate it very much thanks for having me